This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 381, recorded on December 6th, 2018. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studio in a Christmassy white mic, eight inches of snow or so on Sunday. It's Christmas, right? We made it. Well, it's weird for Omaha because usually we go through this thing of we get snow, but then the temperatures are higher the few days and it just it goes away within a few days. But our temperatures have stayed, you know, in the high 20s to mid 20s for the rest of the week. So, yeah, the snow has stuck around. It's been kind of nice. I kind of like the the look of snow everywhere. It hasn't turned into that melted slush yet that just makes it awful. So it's dirty. Yeah, Yeah. dirty and awful. We uh, and we got like uh, all that snow and it was wet, heavy snow. And it was kind of dirty. I'll be I'll be honest. It wasn't the greatest. And then we got this inch of white, really puffy stuff on top later in the evening, and it was just beautiful. Um, and so it's you know it'll be around for a while. But of course we uh, we love it here in Nebraska. Not, I'll be honest. Not everybody loves it, but we do enjoy it. And of course we post a show with world class show notes. If you want to head out there, there'll be a bunch uh, for this show out at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget you can also join us on our mobile app. You can join us live. Probably the best way to join us live. I don't know, eight, nine, ten of you do every single week, which is crazy. I get those stats afterwards. I'm like, who the heck is listening on Spreaker? Many of you do. And ten's a pretty good number uh, when we think we don't really advertise that much. HomeGadgetGeeks.com, just put it on your phone. That way you're on the road and you want to listen on a Thursday night. Best way to really listen streaming. That's what it's really best at. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Of course, we thank our Patreon subscribers. If you want to become one of those, the TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. We'll get you there. And we're not on Twitch tonight. We've been doing that, but uh, we are not on Twitch tonight. Mike's going to figure out some more efficient ways to get that done. And uh, and so we'll be back with that as well. We uh, This week, uh, we got a, a bunch of interesting stories for you. I want to start right off with uh, kind of some listener feedback. By the way, uh, if you send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, good chances I'll read it. Uh, I can't read them all, but I do read most of them. And uh, this week, I got an email from Anthony. Uh, not Tony. The t- Tony is normally in the chat room. I think a different Anthony. He's in Sydney, Australia. And uh, he sent uh, he sent me this, co- this, this letter. He said this. He said, Jim, been enjoying your show over the last year, but have never contributed to the conversation. Um, time for that to change after listening to the last few episodes. Good. So, Anthony, we appreciate you writing in. I generally listen to them in the car when I do a trip uh, out town by myself. Very rarely do I manage to catch the live as it occurs during the middle of the Friday working day here in Australia. By the way, we used to have, before Mike, I had a co-host that was in uh, was in Melbourne. And he used to take his lunch hour. We would time this thing. And he would take his lunch hour to join us live. So if you're thinking in that time zone, it kind of lines up. It's usually around lunch. Just sneak away. <laughs> just, just, just. Just, oh, there he is. Oh, so that is that, Anthony. Anthony, welcome. Thanks for joining us live. He's out there. Mm-hmm. See, he made it. See, I told yeah. you. Just yeah. sneaking on lunch, and you're doing it the right way. So congratulations, Australians. Get in here over your lunch break. Anyways, he says, uh, the reason for my email, I heard your discussion on Christmas lights and 3D printing over the past few episodes and thought I would share what I've done at my house. This project started last Christmas, and my wife suggested she would love for me to do this on our house. And then he says, bonus wife acceptance factor before I even started, dude, 
that's pretty sweet, right? When you get that, uh, when you get that permission, I want to, I kind of want to show you when we're talking about Christmas lights, hold on. Let me just, let me just show these to you here. You're going to want to, you're going to want to take a look at this. These are fantastic. I can't play the music. Let me, let me, because of copyright issues, we'll get taken down pretty quickly on YouTube, but um, I'm going to show this full screen and I'll talk over it just for those who, but imagine uh, the greatest showman. That's what's playing right now, kind of behind this. And there's all these little, this is, this is pretty sweet, Mike. I'm I'm not gonna lie. What do you, What do you think? Would you put this on the front of your house? Oh, totally. If I could get my lights to be that straight and perfect, uh, I need to figure out what he did there to make. I mean, they're they're just they look like almost like perfect grids of lights. Uh, and just, it's super cool. And I've always wondered how people do this. And he goes into a little bit of detail, which which is really cool. Yeah, we'll take the link to the YouTube video. He has two that he's done, two different songs. Those will be in the show notes. So you want to head out to theaverageguy.tv slash hgg. 381 for this episode as we get it posted. Those uh, link to the YouTube videos will be out there. Let me, uh, while I'm doing it, let me just, for everybody who's in the chat room, let me just throw those in there so you guys know you guys can take a peek at them uh, a little bit later if you want to do that. They are out there. Pretty impressive, well-timed. So he says the digital controlled LEDs uh, light synchronized to music for Christmas. It was also, uh, it also involved a 3D printing bracket. Uh, it also involved 3D printing brackets and mounts for display. 280 brackets in total. The printer got a workout. Yeah, I'd say so. I just couldn't find anything that would work for me. So I designed and printed what I wanted. Awesome. Anthony, good work on that as well. Then he says, I use open source software platform called X-Lights to program and sequence the lights. It's been a huge learning experience from building display items, learning how to sequence the LEDs to the songs, learning DMX and E1.31 uh, universities slash channels, et cetera. I have, to sh- I have the show automated as much as possible. I use a Z-Wave switch to power up the display just before 8 p.m. And then it's scheduling the software, runs the show till 1030. I'm sure your neighbors appreciate that. The Z-Wave switch then turns everything off and waits until the following night. The shows will run every night until December 30th. This I listen, I'd go I'd go by it. If I live there, I'd go by and see this like in a second. This is this is super cool. I have a web page, a remote on the phone to be able to adjust things on the fly if I want to. A webcam is set up to see what's going on remotely from the lounge. He gives me the links. There's a couple links out there. Those will be in the show notes. He says the greatest showman sequence is an interesting one. The sequence is done by some clever guys with the X Lights community then made it available to everyone to map to their own house, right? Because everybody's going to have a little bit of a different setup. So he says everyone's show will be similar, but different because the house is set up differently. The idea is that they will collect video from people all around the world running this sequence and then edit it. uh, And here I'll flip back to me because that video is now over. And um, then they'll all adjust it. They'll all adjust that video for their own usage, right? Um, and so kind of based on the lights that they have and, and what they're working with. Um, the idea was that they'll collect video from people all around the world running uh, this sequence, and then they'll edit their own uh, and, and put it on YouTube as X Lights Around the World 2018. Kind of cool, right? You get to see the work done, everybody, but everybody's different take on it. He says, I hope you enjoy the video. Keep up the great work. You do on the show and say good day to Mike. So, Mike, good eye. Good day. Uh, that's my best Australian. 
Uh, and he says, of course, I have permissions to use the link. So Anthony, I have so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, he's, he's in the chat room. So I know. So I, what, what I was wondering is, and I don't think he mentioned it. So he talked about a lot of software he used. But like, what hardware are you using? Like, what do you do? You plug these things into a certain, you know, using a Raspberry Pi. Like, what is the brains behind all the lights? So I kind of want to know what controls them and and how that all works. Maybe yeah. there's a whole system you can buy for this. I have no idea because I've seen these and I'm j- I've. It's one of those kind of like I've never known the secret sauce. It's, it's so magical to me when I see these lights and they're all timed to music. And um, Anthony, I don't know if, if around you this is popular, but uh, here they have it on the radio. And so you turn to a specific radio station when you get close. And there must be like a, a broadcaster in, in the house or something like that that sends out a very short wave radio. So you tune to the radio station and obviously you can listen to music while it plays, uh, which is kind of cool. Which I, I'm thinking you said you actually had in there. But yeah. A so Falcon F sixteen V three controller. Okay, so there's controllers specifically built for this type of stuff. Okay, yeah, they're all individual pixels. The RGB leads. Uh, uh, let's see, each LED is addressable. And then you mentioned the Falcon F sixteen V three controller. I'm also so, curious, like, what kind of investment you have to make, like, you know, dollars wise, to kind of get into something like this, like the controller, the lights. You know, are we talking a few grand? for this, you know, or, or is it, has it come down in price now that maybe the hardware is getting a little bit cheaper? It's, it's interesting to me. I'll have to look up that controller and see. I wish we could hear the music again. I can't play it just because we'll get, we'll get uh, blocked there, but I love this. Uh, this is the greatest showman. The other one I was showing was a Christmas song earlier. You couldn't hear it, of course, but this is, and every time the, if you've listened to this, the greatest showman soundtrack, Every time Hugh Jackman comes in and singing part, that guy that you saw on the screen there a second ago shows up with his mouth moving. I mean, I was like, holy That's cow. super cool. That is just super cool. And then the 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 trees over to the left, they all have singing voices and it can, it can make those go up and down. They've got some really cool different phase lights that come in. And I mean, it's just, it's pretty awesome. I was pretty geeked out mike no kidding yeah no i was too when i saw this because like i said something i've always want to know how that works and uh, i've never done it about two thousand for everything is what he says so maybe a little cheaper here in the u.s it's two thousand australian right so maybe 1500 uh here in the u.s to get that to get that done uh anthony how long did it take you to uh to to pull all this together if i were to budget or allocate some hours uh to think of of to learn all this and put something like this together. What would you say? Um, he said the singing trees are the hardest to program. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You got a, probably a couple different mouth movements that you have with them. Circles, round circles, smiles, um, some of that. Mm, pretty incredible. Um, we had talked about, or Mike, I had talked about buying some Christmas lights to put on the deck. I think that's kind of what started it. We went back and listened to that conversation and I'd uh, been talking about maybe putting some hue strip lighting in. And I thought, you know, I could probably just do Christmas lights. Well, I think I'm going to wait till after Christmas because it's super easy, right? 90% off in oh, some yeah. cases to pick up some Christmas lights. Yep. So I think I'm going to wait till there's over. I probably won't do this, but uh, like this, but I will string some Christmas lights on the deck. Um, he says all year. I asked him how long, all your part-time, maybe 80 to a hundred hours. So that's kind of a commitment. I would think, don't you, don't you think? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Anthony, hobby for the entire year, you know, anytime you have free time at night going down and tinkering, uh-huh. that's yeah. kind of the hard part too, is, you know, with these things, they're not up on your house year round. 
So you're programming these things. You're spending all year. You got to figure out some way to like lay these out in a basement or, you know, find some way to think about how they're going to be laid out. Uh, I bet that's pretty challenging when when you can't go out and just visually see what you're doing as you're, as you're coding it. And you probably get some help from the program of it already being kind of mapped out, you know, somebody kind of mapping out the choreography of it, but you still got to figure out and you got to hang these things. I don't listen. I don't like going out of my house and hanging these things. Not interested at all. Like, I'm just going to sit here and watch this thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like it has become my permanent, uh, you know, my permanent, my Christmas lights display is Anthony's Christmas lights playing on a big monitor. Right. That's what I, so Anthony, thank you. Thank you for, and, and Anthony, appreciate you, you emailing in and sending us that super, super cool. I'll tell anybody else, you know, send, if you got stuff like this and you want us to talk about it, send it to me in an email, Jim at the average We'll do a little bit of work on it, bring it on the show. Pretty amazing stuff. And, uh, and Anthony, congratulations. Mike, um, <laughs> Uh, you had said last week you're you uh, you still haven't hung up any lights. You get no. after watching this, you getting any closer? Uh, I want to. Yeah, uh, with the roof now has snow on it, so getting up on the roof and hanging those lights is probably you know getting the yeah. ladder around. There's a lot of ice out. I think I missed my chance this year. To Hannah's dismay, uh, do not show her that video, please, because <laughs> I will be on the hook to do that next year. And uh, but no, I, I I do want to get out there. And Hannah is all about Christmas decoration. So the inside of the house is. It's gorgeous, fully decorated. The outside, my domain, nothing. Not so, <laughs> so much. I should really get out there and do something. Hey, we could totally hang some lights in your underneath that shed or that that uh, porch area. Of yours. Yeah, I think that would look really cool. We could get that thing Christmassy. Speaking of that, the heater came. I uh, talked last week. Oh, yeah. I bought one of those deck heaters. Still in the box. I just haven't. It's haven't been cold outside. Yeah, I just haven't. Uh, I'll do it. That's, that's what it's there for, right? Uh, well, I know. I'll be very interested to see, you know, with these temperatures we have right now, if it makes it warm enough, you can sit out on your patio, yeah. your back, back deck and, and hang out there. Well, I, I bet I it do, will. I do have an extra propane, propane bottle, which is helpful because those are 50 bucks. The first know, time, yeah. The first time you buy them, 48, 50 bucks. Um, so I'll assemble it sometime this weekend. This is really the right weekend to do it. I'm going to have some time on my hands and we'll get that on the deck. We're expecting uh, zero this week. So tomorrow, Friday, I think highs are the lows and the evening lows will be zero. So that's probably a little too much to overcome. I'll just be honest. But over the weekend, that gets back into the 20s. And that would be kind of reasonable. I'm going to have to do some cigar testing, Mike. You you might want to think about coming over here and just, you know. I was going to say. Testing it with me. The open invite? Sounds yeah. Like- no, totally. Yeah, totally. We'll have to see what you're doing this weekend. And uh, you had mentioned the poker thing before. I got it. I, although if I brought you to the poker party, they may think I'm bringing a ringer. So they were pretty pissed how much money I took from them the last time we did this. Yeah, and, uh, I'm yeah. definitely not a ringer. So <laughs> I, I can assure them of that. Well, Texas Hold'em was pretty fun. So, um, Mike, you had put in the in the show notes uh, for tonight, there are legitimate Tesla killers out there. Are there? I mean, when we think about vehicles, I mean, all we hear is about Tesla. And right. Tesla this and Tesla that. Are, is, is there somebody else doing this? Well, so that's the interesting thing. When you think about what is a what could be deemed a Tesla killer, you think of all the other major car brands, right? And they're they're probably going to start going to fully electric cars, and they've already started the development on those. And and so I'm not really talking about you know Ford or Toyota or any of them doing fully electric. I'm talking about you know are there any other companies that we haven't heard of before that are creating products that are actually worth you know thinking about and thinking you know because Tesla is just so far ahead of the game. 
the great part about Tesla is so long ago, you know, they kind of open sourced their battery technology so that, you know, it could kind of kickstart the entire industry into, you know, using this battery tech, right? Get the electronic vehicles out there. It's the future. And they saw. So we've seen a few that have actually surfaced. And what caught my eye was MKBHD uh, on YouTube. He's a big tech guy. He actually was started to talk about one that's coming out here in about two years. So, and what's interesting about this one is it's going to be one of the first pickup trucks that's fully electric. Tesla has talked about plans to possibly do a pickup truck, uh, but they have a lot on their plate right now. They're, they're doing a semi. So they've already announced their semi. Uh, they've talked about, you know, their new models that are coming out, but nothing in a standard pickup form. So there is a new kind of startup company that's starting up and uh, their new truck is, I believe it's pronounced Rivian. So R-I-V-I-A-N. So if you go to products.rivian.com, you guys can check this thing out. This thing is a fully electric uh, pickup truck. What's interesting about this thing, though, is actually, you know, you think of a pickup truck and when I, you know, I, I'm a truck guy, I have truck envy, I don't have one yet, uh, but it's like, I, I need a truck. I spend a lot of time around trucks, a lot of my friends have trucks, so it's, it's kind of a big thing. And, and when you think of an electric car, you think, okay, is it going to have the power? The thing we've seen from Tesla is that those cars have faster acceleration than some of the best supercars in the world. I mean, I'm talking insane acceleration on these on these cars. So we've seen that they have speed, but when it comes to a truck, you need towing, you need payload, you need all these sort of things to actually make it a truck. Um, the stat, the specs on this thing are insane. So first of all, we'll just talk about acceleration, which we know electric truck cars should not have a problem with, but zero to 60 in three seconds in your pickup truck which is just absurd. You know, I, I dare someone to get their Chevy 1500 up to zero and 60 in three seconds, just not going to happen. So, uh, so great acceleration, but then you start to get down into payload and towing. So I'm bad at my conversions, but, uh, 800 kilograms payload, which is about 1700 pounds for a payload. So you can haul 1700 pounds and towing, which is 5,000 kilograms, which I believe is a roughly 11,000 pounds. I think I did my calculations earlier. So we're talking a towing capacity that is better than the standard entry-level Chevy 1500 and a payload that is about the same, maybe a little bit less. So towing-wise, you're going to be able to tow more than an entry 1500. And payload, you get about the same. From a fully electric car, not to mention a range of up to 400 miles, um... And with that acceleration we talked about. So if you guys go out though, the one thing I don't like is the design looks pretty stupid. I mean, you look like you're going to be, you're going to be the nerd guy with the truck, right? You're, you're, you're not, you're not pulling it's up the nerd's through. truck. Yeah. Yeah. You're not pulling up and revving your, obviously you can't rev your engine, not going to make any noise, but you're not pulling up to the 1500 and he's thinking you're super cool. Uh, it does look a little nerdy. The front headlight. So it's got this full all day LED. It runs all the way across the front. It's got two main headlights, but it's also got this LED bar. Uh, when you're charging it, that's actually a charging indicator. So it turns green and red, you know, as it starts to charge. The actual features of the truck, though, are super cool. So the inside, when you start to look at the inside of this truck, very Tesla-esque. So you've got this huge touchscreen monitor. Still has a steering wheel, which, you know, Tesla's trying to go away from the steering wheel. But uh, still has a steering wheel. Looks like a very luxury high-end truck, which, you know, most people would say, well, it's a truck. It's not supposed to be that way. Go look at all the Chevys and Fords nowadays. They all are very luxury style trucks. You're talking leather interior, real nice runners. Everything in there is, is kind of luxury. So it's kind of the new trend anyway. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me. But the other features this thing has, um, because it's electric, you know, all your motor, you don't have that big space taken up for the motor. So your entire front end is a trunk. So you have a trunk space in the front 
you know, enclosed. So that's a big deal because most truck people complain, you know, you either got to get a cover for your bed. You don't have any enclosed storage. So you got a whole trunk in the front. They have this thing called a gear tunnel, which is right in front of the rear wheel well. And it goes all the way from one side to the other side of the car. So if you open both doors in this little tunnel, it's almost like it's a full tunnel all the way through the car. So think about putting a surfboard or skis or something through there uh, and being able to close it, having it indoors. The rear bed, your, your back end completely goes all the way to the ground. So which can help for loading stuff up. You don't have the bed that it doesn't have to just stay flat with the bed. It actually can go all the way down. Uh, you got three power outlets in the back along with some lights. The actual features of this thing are really, really cool. So uh, price-wise, it's coming in at about $70,000. It's going to come out in two years. So guys, if you want to pre-order this thing, you can pre-order now. I think pre-order was about $2,000. and uh, uh, gra- then- A grand. No, just a grand to pre-order. Oh, on the Rivian? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So a grand to pre-order. And then uh, I think it's, was, was 70 the right? 61. Amount? 61 starting. 61 starting. Okay. Side. So yeah, priced very competitively. If you are looking at a, at a 1500, I mean, 1500, you can get in for cheaper, but depending on, you know, if you're going to get the level of features you're getting in this truck and, you know, as far as outlets and entertainment system, if you're going the equivalent, uh, I, I say Chevy cause I'm a Chevy guy, uh, but you can do Ford F-152. If you bought that equivalent, you're going to be paying right around that price. So in two years, we're going to have a, maybe, you know, we, these companies you always got to see what if the production's actually going to go well, if they're going to get these trucks out, you know, what's going to happen. But hypothetically, in two years, you could have a fully electric truck at the same price point that has better towing around the same payload and the acceleration. You could kill any other car off the line. You could pull this thing up and smoke a Corvette off the line. How cool would that be? Like pull up in this fully electric pickup truck, you know, look over at the guy next to you. You can even drive in a Lambo. You're going to kill him. <laughs> You know, it's kind of cool. So yeah. I don't know. I think we, I, this just got me excited because it was the first time I've seen one of these that I've actually think is going to maybe actually come out on time. Um, it's a new thing that Tesla has not done yet with the pickup truck. So they're not just going for the car. They're going for the full truck. Uh, I just think it's a very interesting model. So I, I, it's exciting to me to see someone that's actually taking this Tesla technology, making improvements on it, and we we could see more cars in this space because that's what we want right we don't want tesla to be the best end all be all in electric and they won't be you know competitors will come in um but it, i'm glad to see it this early on that uh coming in yowch they <laughs> tajoski says that is ugly yeah that's why i said before it, the look of it is not great i think they really could have i think honestly that's what's going to hold a lot of people from purchasing this is the look of it if you're a truck person you you, you know usually you're pretty opinionated on how your truck looks and and this thing doesn't look very good. And obvious, and also too, it's a real short bed um, to crew cab. But yeah, but a, most people don't use it. Most people aren't using their trucks like a truck anymore. You know, you you're think, not. I, I think I see so. a I think lot buying of truck a truck. Owners. You well, but you obviously you might not always have something in the bed. But think about when I go to pick up a mattress or a bed from Nebraska yeah, Furniture Mart, I, I want to be able to you know actually use as a truck. I, I don't think a short bed does anyone any good. Um, I agree with that. But short bed's good for hunting. I do, you know, if you're only throwing dead deer in the back in the field, it doesn't matter what your bed size you is. You have but, four uh, really comfortable seats in there, you know, or you five in the Yeah. This thing is pretty wide. So you would you would this would be easy to put five in this thing. So well, I think the exciting thing isn't they're not going to sell very many of these just relatively, right? But it's it's started, right? We're we need a few of these competitors to be successful. Exactly. We, we need now Elon has quite a bit of own competition against himself. So I, I never worry about Elon making things to make money. Like he 
he is really trying to change everything with what he's doing. He's, he's going to make money in the process. It's going to happen. But innovation is always best when you have some competition. So it'll be good to see some additional car manufacturers, including I would expect Honda and Toyota and Nissan to all be in this game here pretty quick. I think so, um, too. Yeah. 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 We, we know GM struggling. So, you know, that's a, you know, with the announcements this week of what's going on and them closing the plants. GM well, is kind of go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say the hard part is, are people really into the fully electric or are people into Tesla? I think that's the struggle right now with a lot of these companies who are coming out with fully electric cars is if I'm going to go fully electric I'm right now, you could have the same exact car, one with a Honda, Toyota, any other brand on it and one with a Tesla sticker on it. I think most people are going Tesla because it's Tesla right now. So I think we're kind of enamored by the company and the idea of it. I don't think people are buying it for the fully electric features. You know, honestly, in most situations... The fully electric is kind of a, a downside, to be honest, especially if you don't live on the coast where these charging stations are plentiful. You know, around here, Jim, you and I couldn't go. We couldn't drive to St. Louis. Um, we couldn't drive to Minneapolis because between here and there, there's zero charging stations for electric cars. Uh, so we would, you know, we, we might be able to find one, but it's not going to be easy to make those long road trips Um here in the, in the Midwest. And uh, Crazy has a good point. He talked to what MKB said in his video was the hard part about these other companies coming in too is charging exactly what we were talking about. But the fact that these they might have a proprietary charging port that's not the same as Tesla. Mm. So this huge charging network that Tesla's built out wouldn't be compatible with your car. So that's that's kind of the the interesting how this no, is that would be dumb. what that kind of adapters dumb. they're going to need and, and things like that. But that would be super dumb if that if that was the case. You know, we we say that, and then yet I am in. Um, Do you find um, some? Maybe I just well, don't see them when I'm driving on. Uh, hold on, let's let's look. I'm looking. I'm at uh, Tesla.com slash. Here, I'll throw this in the chat room. Tesla.com slash destination dash charging. We'll uh, we'll add that to the show notes as well, just so we've got uh, updated stuff for you here. If you're not checking out the show notes, you absolutely should. The um, yeah, there's let's see if there's when we think about this Tesla charging stations, I think I need to let's let's drill in a little bit. We talked a little bit about this, but um, while it's drilling in for me, Mike, I was in Maryville, Maryville, Missouri. Okay, so I was taking Sammy to school and we had uh, we had stopped to get um, some food for her, and there were some charging stations now, they're not the Tesla ones. But there were some charging stations in the parking lot of Walmart. And I was kind of like, well, that's weird. But Maryville, Missouri, which is yeah, not very big. Yeah, I've and been seeing so, them in the weirdest places. Um, yeah. I've noticed a lot of companies actually putting them in their garages. So a, so most companies now, if you have a company garage connected, you know, I know this isn't a big thing in, in highly oh. populated areas, but... Here in Omaha, you know, it's space is plentiful, so we all have like parking garages and stuff like that. A lot of times, there are charging stations in those parking lots. Uh, the The charging port was a really good point. I had actually never thought of before. So, Mike, I, I actually don't know if all the current electric vehicles all have the same port. Maybe they do. I actually, I, I don't know if they all. Have yeah, the same I don't either. I should know. I I, we do. should ask Dwayne that when we had him on. Um. I see. So I don't know. I'm. I, this this is why you don't do these things live. Um, it's got charging station locations, but it says destination charging locations. 
so I'm just looking here. I don't I don't see those stations. We don't know, Mike. So I'm going to stop guessing on these things. But um, I think let's go go back to your original point. I I think it's interesting. We have other competitors coming out uh, alongside Tesla, and I think that's good. I think that's good for the industry, and I think that's good for where we're going. The real question is, is the battery technology there? And, you know, batteries are not necessarily, sorry, Brian, but Brian's in this business. Batteries are not necessarily the cleanest things on the planet, right? You know, it's that's, there's some questions about. The, well, it's got to be clearer than emissions. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it depends how they get recycled. It would be. Right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it depends on how they get recycled. Um, so um, it's. I think the future is finally here for electrical vehicles. Like, but to your point earlier, yes, Tesla has the lead, right? They're the Ford. It's 1920. Tesla is Ford 1920. They're out. They're out ahead of everybody else. They're going to be dominant for many, many years to come. Speaking of Tesla, did you see their Gigafactory? Have you followed this at all, what they're building in Nevada? No, I haven't. So if you're listening to this and you're in a spot where you can, or when you stop and do this, just... Google Gigafactory 1 or Gigafactory. It doesn't matter. And uh, Tesla has built a gigantic, I mean, absolutely gigantic. It's big and it's getting bigger factory where eventually everything is going to be manufactured from this factory. I mean, so they partnered with Panasonic. I hope that's the right one. They partnered with Panasonic. Let me double check on that. To And Panasonic actually builds the batteries for them today. Eventually they'll build it, but... Um, they have spent somewhere in uh, somewhere in the um, this Gigafactory when it's done, its estimated cost is going to be five billion. Oh my gosh! And and this this Gigafactory is so big it can fit like thirty seven football fields in it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's something like that. It's absolutely fit in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Um, it held its grand opening on yeah. It held its uh, grand opening on July 29th, twenty sixteen. They're, they have only built uh, a certain number of the blocks that are associated with it. There's, they're building this in kind of blocks as they go down and they go back up and build it as they go. Um, I think it's only a third built and they still have two thirds to go. But if they can if they can turn this thing around, I mean, not turn it around, if they can, this thing's going to work. If Elon, if all this stuff for him is going to work and for Tesla, uh, it's pretty incredible. And I, I just watched a video on YouTube about it the other night. It just kind of popped up in my recommendations of this gigafactory. And I was like, holy cow, this thing is gigantic. Well, and that's what, uh, you know, most of the complaints and, and we heard the story from Dwayne on the ordering process and kind of the pain, mm. you know, but Jim, I wonder, uh, we talk about, you know, how, okay, production's low. They're kind of, they're hard to get. Is that driving up kind of the, the need, right? Like scarcity kind of sometimes is good for sales. Uh, cause now when you, when I see a Tesla on the, on the road, I'm like, oh man, I like, that's that's hard to get. That's really rare, and I think it's really cool. But if they start showing up more and more, maybe you kind of lose that Tesla esque vibe where everyone just really you know envies and and loves the Tesla. When they start becoming lots everywhere in your sound, where you can go and look at a hundred different Teslas, uh, maybe it loses its luster a little bit. So I'm not sure. Maybe maybe the scarcity model is on purpose, um, or maybe not on purpose, but they're okay with it. Like right now, there's legitimate reasons for scarcity, right? Production's down, but maybe they're benefiting a little bit from that scarcity and they're not in too much of a rush to make this a mainstream. There's a Tesla lot in every town kind of thing. Well, what's amazing to me, this factory, this gigafactory in Nevada builds all the 
the parts, not all of them, many of the parts for the car. Then they're shipped to Fremont, California, which is, oh, the full car's not assembled there. Not, no, not yet. The cars are still assembled in Fremont, which is a stone's throw from where I grew up. It's in the Bay Area. Labor is super expensive there. Like, you know, I was, you kind of think, why aren't we building these things someplace else? He's building them in Fremont, California, which is really crazy. Gigafactory one in Nevada is aligned true north, which is done so that the equipment can be mapped by GPS and solar panels on the roof can be accurately aligned. Also, the factory has been designed to be entirely energy reliant, self-reliant. Tesla intends to power the structure through a combination of on-site solar, wind, and geothermal sources. The building will have the largest footprint in the world and the second largest volume when completed. And Tesla's, probably the smallest footprint, like electrical-wise, right? Yeah, you would because think. They're, if they're if they, really self-sufficient. You they know, with pull all, it off. Wow. Yeah, Tesla also has a Gigafactory 2 in Buffalo has leased land for Gigafactory 3 in Shanghai, China, and plans to build another Gigafactory in Europe. So there you go. Yeah, I, I had been following this Gigafactory stuff, and uh, I'm pretty cool. You know, they uh, if you look at the pictures today, a quarter of one of part, in the, and only, they've only built a quarter of the building so far in this Gigafactory. Imagine the entire roof filled with solar panels, right? And then wind and Nevada. And think about it, it never rains there. It's there in the middle of the desert, right? So pretty interesting. I hadn't planned to talk about that uh, tonight, but when you brought up this, this uh, what's it called? Uh, Rivian. R- Rivian? Yeah. I thought, well, that would be pretty cool. All right. Well, oh, they, have, they also have an SUV. Uh, SUV. So I guess Rivian oh. is, the, is the brand. And the, actually, the SUV looks pretty sweet. It kind of looks like a Range Rover, to be honest. So if you go to... Uh, Again, to products.rivian.com, there's a truck tab and an SUV tab. Let's actually take a look at this real quick. So same I'll, sort of thing. I think I'll it's bring it up on screen here. Pretty much the same uh, same internals it looks like because 400 plus mile range. You got your quad motor system, zero to 60 in three seconds. I think that's a really good looking car, to be honest. Yeah. I think that looks it's, pretty cool. I bet it's the same chassis. Yep. With just some minor modifications. Looks like it is. It, it honestly, Jim, it looks like they just capped off the bed. Like that could be the truck with just a capped off bed and and some seats in the back. Now I'd do this car. I wouldn't do the truck, but I would do the SUV. And so the benefits, it looks like same sort of thing. You got that whole front trunk. So you got a lot of storage space in this thing. Um, I wonder if it has a third row. How many is it? It does. So you got three rows. So you're going to talk in seven seats. for this SUV trunk. Yeah. That front trunk would be awesome. Like an old Fiat. Yeah. But then not having to sacrifice space in the back either. Yeah. Uh, cool. Starting price of 65 after federal tax rebate. Okay. Range of 260 to 440 miles. And actually, it's kind of funny. Same payload. <laughs> and uh, is it the same towing capacity? What was the last one? This one's 3,500. The same? I think that might be the same. Uh, yeah, 3,500. Yeah. yeah, like I'd say, it's probably just a uh, the body version is different, right? There's a few part, few parts in the back that are different. Yeah, towing capacity on the truck was actually five thousand kilograms. Okay. So, oh, I got you. I so, gotcha. uh, not not you know, yeah, a quarter yeah. better. Uh, very interesting though. Actually, I I had not clicked on the SUV. I didn't even know they had the SUV option. That's a good looking car. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like no, I said, I th- do you think it looks? I mean, it looks like a Range Rover. It kind of does. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It kind of does look like a Range Rover. Yeah. It's interesting, um, you know, just this is their first run at it and they're going to have to, they're going to have some problems. I wonder where where it's being manufactured. 
That would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know the the details. Uh, let's see if we get a click on the technology tab here and see if we get some idea. Well, boy, their, their website's pretty fancy. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. No, it's, just give me the info. I know. Wants to load it. It's loading a video right no, now. No, it's telling me all the the technology tab is pretty interesting. It's telling me all the technology that goes into it. Um, uh, so they're in Irvine, California. Huh? Another really expensive place. Yeah, it must be the manufacturing process must be more complicated, you know. Uh, and so it's gonna—I I don't know—or they're they're doing it close to their engineering facilities or something like that. So it's been interesting. I've been watching, you know, uh, Tesla announced all these solar panels for for your roof, and they're just basically they're basically shingles, right? You just replace yeah. your shingles with them, right? And they've only been so far. There's been a bunch of orders, and they've only been installed in just a few places because of getting getting the pro getting the product out of the factory, getting it to the manufacturer. It has to be installed in a special way. They're only doing it in certain areas because some of this stuff really needs to be tested out. You know, uh, for longevity, how long will it last? You're going to make a big investment for the roof. Is that something that will last thirty years or twenty years? Or you know, is it, it? Are we going to see degradation in the solar over time? So, fifteen years from now, they're worthless. They don't even work. You know, well, we have the to, battery in your home, right? You get that big right, power bank right. to actually store it, to store that energy to make it useful, so you can use it during you know non sunlight hours and, right. and hours where it's cloudy. Is that battery going to last? You know, we, we know batteries go down. So, if you're using this thing all day every, it's powering your home. Uh, what what kind of life do these batteries have? Even? Yeah. Yeah. Well. And, Questions that need to be answered, Mike. It's, uh, bring I certainly... it tested here in Nebraska. We have the best weather elements to test it. We'll give you all of them. Hail, snow, rain. We got it all. High ice. winds, ice. Uh, we hot. don't have salty water, right? We don't get that seasonal salt water. So That's true. Um, but we have salty that, roads. Yeah. We there have we salty go. roads. We'll just throw some up there every once in a while and test <laughs> and, it. And some salty people, too. That's sweet. Yeah, that's we true. Have some salty people. Nebraska, so. it's not for everyone, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with that? I don't like, know. You, do you know what the worst part is? Someone got paid a ton of money oh to come up with Nebraska's new slogan. For those of you who don't know, that is Nebraska's new legitimate state slogan is Nebraska. It's not for everyone. But you know what? We're actually getting a lot of credit online. If you go read the article, it's like, you know what? Nebraska is the most honest people. Like they yeah. just know, like, because it's a true statement. Like they just being very self-aware is a virtue. And Nebraska people are very self-aware. So true. Uh, so it's, it's so kind of true. Funny. Yeah. Nebraska, it's not for everyone. We'll have to uh, let me hold on. We gotta let's get a link uh, to that uh, for the show notes because we're not making this stuff up, guys. Uh, yeah, that's it's real fact, life. When that first came out on Facebook, um, I, I thought, okay, this has got to be an Onion article or, you know, um, one of those kinds of things. I thought the same thing. So here's Nebraska uh, changes state slogan to honestly, it's not for everyone. And then Nebraska, it's not for everyone, NPR, honest, uh, and then honestly, it's not for everyone that came out of Forbes. So um, I forgot there's an honestly in front of it. You're right. Honestly, yeah, it's not. For honestly, everyone. it's not for everyone. So, and honestly, it's not like, you that's know? what I mean. It's, it's a very <laughs> true slogan, but it's for us and we are here and we, we like it here. Mike, let's switch a little bit. You got a quick tip for buying games for kids this holiday season. What do, what do we need to do if we're going to, if we're going to do it, what's the best way to do it? Yeah, this was just one quick tip I had. Uh, it actually got me thinking cause I was seeing all the deals on Amazon on these games 
over the holiday season. And uh, first of all, if I give you this quick tip and you've already purchased something for your kids, don't feel bad. This is not a must. This is just a suggestion for when you buy games. Um, I have one right here. Uh, try not to buy the physical disc for them. So with Xbox, uh, everything can be purchased. And this is all of them. PS4, Xbox, uh, all the game systems, Nintendo Switch. You can buy it through the actual online store. And it's just much easier to manage the game if you don't have to put in the disc every time. So now that all the games are stored digitally, um, because even if you buy the disc, you put in this disc, it downloads the entire thing to the hard drive. So you're not saving hard drive space. And then every time you want to switch games, you got to go get up and actually swap out the disc. And everything now is digital. And it does just make it a lot easier, too, if you, you know, you don't have to keep all these discs around. So it saves space. You know, a lot of times we used to back, you know, before that was available back in my day, you just had a collection of, you know, you had a drawer of all your games and stuff like that. So it saves space, number one. Number two, super convenient to be able to switch back and forth. Uh, and then number three, if I'm at a buddy's house, uh, I don't have to bring my game crate. I can literally just log into my account on his Xbox and download the game and we can enjoy the game at a friend's house. Or I can take the hard drive, you know, I can store all these on an external hard drive, grab my external hard drive, go over to Jim's house, plug it into his Xbox. And as long as I'm signed in over there, we can play it. So um, kids really appreciate the digital version. Uh, they'll appreciate any version of the game honestly, but uh, they also sell, if you want, if you still want to get them something like to unwrap or a card, they sell at Walmart. You'll see these at Hy-Vee. You can actually get the game and it, it looks like a gift card, uh, but it's the game. So it's like NBA 2K19, but it's a little card and it's got a code on the back. They can go plug that into the Microsoft store on their Xbox and then it'll give them the digital version. So you still have options. You can also get them a Microsoft store or a PlayStation store gift card that way. Uh, I just think it's one thing that, you know, a lot of parents and people who don't own consoles, they don't know that about uh, buying the physical discs. It's actually, it's a lot, it's a lot harder to, to use the disc than it is just to get the digital game. Quick tip for you. Super good. I still haven't bought that Xbox. I have a lot of things on my list. I'm having trouble pulling the you trigger, do. Mike. I do. I have a lot of things. I want to tell Roomba. me a lot of them. I'm waiting for you to. Yeah, the Roomba you've been talking I, about. Listen, if you're, you're going to know me, you're going to know, like, I I want things. I go to buy. Sarah hates this. I go to buy them. I get there and I'm like, nah, I don't really need it. And then I chicken out. And I'm like, nah, because I'm kind of a cheapskate. So then That's I'm a like, better oh. problem than I have because when I want something, I go and I get it, and then I, and then I get to here. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I really need it, but I don't return it because I've already opened it and played with it because I uh, I can't wait. Uh, it shows up on the door and it's open within ten seconds and set up. So at least you me, have restraint, Jim. I don't keep me. Oh, I'm old. It keeps me in a lot of trouble, and uh, and so and I made some really bad purchases, you know. So I think about those purchases when I bought them. So you know, I don't know. I, I'm gonna. I, I thought I might maybe wait till the end of the season and just kind of see what comes up. And then like, by the time I wait, then a new thing comes out. It's like, I've been looking at Roombas for a while and then they come out with this new Roomba seven. I where it's, you know, it unloads itself into the, you know, it's got a, it's a vacuum within a vacuum, you know? And yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's $950. And you're like, Oh, I don't know if I need to spend a thousand dollars on a robot vacuum, but the nine sixties, no, the six nineties. There we go. The Roomba 690s, they're, they're, I think they're just trying to get rid of inventory. And Black Friday, you could get it for $250. i have seen it regular price now at uh, Lowe's for $279. I was kind of like, you know, it'd be pretty nice down here in the basement if I just had a robot, like, doing its it, thing during the day. Does that version have, like, the room mapping technology mm, where it starts no, in your room? No, it's the, it's, the, it's the lower end version. It just vacuums. It goes out. It does its thing. It gets... But for some rooms, like your basement, you, you might not need it, you know, right? Like, you yeah. don't care if it perfectly yeah. maps out your house and becomes efficient. If you're just putting it down the basement, 
I'd it run doesn't. it every day if it doesn't make it back to the charging port because sometimes they can get lost. Yeah. If it doesn't make it back to the charging port, it's okay. I'll pick it up and take it to the charging port at night and empty it out. And, <laughs> and you know, it's not like it's not like I have to, you know, it's okay. Right. It's one, it's one of those kinds of things. But with a cat in a litter box down here, it'd be kind of nice to have that working all the time. Just, to, yeah. you know, at nine o'clock, it can go out and do its thing from nine to noon. Nobody's here except the cat. Be kind of funny to see if the cat would attack it. So yeah, I don't know. And that was another thing. Like I was going to buy one tonight. Actually, I had it on the list, and I'm like, okay, I'm buying one. And then I I ended up having a to work late, so I didn't get by. But I'm definitely thinking about a Roomba. You're uh, so my buddy just got one, and he was he lives in Kansas City, and he was up here in Omaha the weekend right after he got it. My friend was monitoring this thing like it was a pet that he had left home. He kept checking. He's like, oh, I th- honey, I think she got lost. She hasn't She hasn't checked in in a long time. She hasn't been back to her base, and I think she got lost. Man, the rooms, the, the house isn't going to be clean when we get home because it got lost. It's going to be out of battery. Maybe we could call our neighbors, and they could go put it back on this. Like it, it was like they had got a new dog that they had left home or something. It was hilarious. But, you know, I'm the same way. You get that new technology, and it just kind of – it was. but I just I thought it was hilarious because you're right. It got lost. Uh, they got home when it, it hadn't done anything because it got lost like the first day they had left town and they're out of town for like three or four days. Yeah. So. You're kind of hoping like it's, you know, you put it on a schedule and every day, every morning at nine, it's going to pop out and vacuum and then go back and you don't really need it to vacuum that much. I have been watching a lot of video reviews on them and they do, they do quite well. I mean, they pick up quite a bit of stuff and you know, then it's not a deep clean, but that's okay. And you know, down here in the basement, it'd be nice to with the, with their cat, it'd be nice for it to just roll around down here and do some, some cleaning. So there's this new trend, Jim. I don't know if you've noticed, but everything we've been talking about has been, um, even when you think of like ride sharing, you think of uh, smart cars and how they're going to be fully autonomous. We think of Roombas. We think of Ecobees and Ness. All these things, we are, as a society, we're becoming very enamored with getting things done during a time frame that usually that time was not a time where you could do anything, right? So we leave the house. Usually the house, nothing happens in the house while we're gone. Now we have robots that can be cleaning while we're gone. We come home to a clean house, right? Ecobee. Um, I know they've had scheduling thermostats for a long time, but a very smart, easy way to my house, my AC does not run when I am not home automatically because those sensors, they just know they haven't sensed motion. No use running that air conditioner. Um, fully autonomous cars. We've talked about how in, you know, or ride sharing where I don't use my car every day. Cars sit vacant. Well, someone else could use my car and pay me to use my car at the same time. Um, all these things have started. To, we talk about the lawnmower, same thing as the Roomba, right? At nighttime, you can't mow your lawn because it's dark out. Uh, actually, with a robot lawnmower, you can, and you can also be sleeping at the same time. I can be sleeping, vacuuming my, my house, and mowing the lawn all at the same time. Like that's never been possible before with all this stuff. So it's, it's really cool. We're becoming very efficient with our time and all these things have taken time. That's otherwise, you know, devoted to one task or doing one thing. We go to work. We can only work. Well, now we can mow the lawn vacuum. Someone can be paying us to use our car and we can be working at the same time. Super efficient. We've never been able to do this before. No. Yeah. No, right on. It's in what's, what's amazing is I'm thinking um, more and more about how to do that. So instead of, um, you know, as soon as I buy something, I'm like, okay, how can I maximize its use? Yes. What, what else can I run on this? I get a new computer. I'm like, okay, what could I be running on this while I'm not using it? You know, what, how could I be, uh, you know, taking advantage of, of 
of it while I have it. So like guys like you and me love the Boink network, right? Where it uses our computer for resources and contributes to research. Like guys yeah. like you and me love that. Yeah. No, right on. I did find, you know, I had the right, uh, just, just real quick. I had the wrong map I put in the chat room. So let me block this thing for a second. If you go to plugshare.com, I, we were looking for charging stations. And the one I had found and put in the chat room earlier was a Tesla specific one. If you go to plugshare.com, you will get um, you will get a better view of what's available for you. And I see the one down there in Mary Mill, Ver, Maryville. Maryville. In fact, Maryville has two, Mike. Three. Holy crap. What's <laughs> going on here? They have two on campus and one at the Walmart. Oh. Dang. Well, you got to have it on campus. Every, yeah. That's like if you ever want to get anything that way, just go to the college campus. They'll have it for sure. Um, you said get to get to St. Louis. Well, you know, actually a little bit of that is kind of true. I could, the next station, once you leave Omaha, the next station is Stewart, Iowa, which is quite a ways. I don't know if it's more than 400 miles. I don't think it is. You might be able to get so, out of so Omaha. So you could make it, but think if you weren't starting from Omaha, think if you're starting from Lincoln or something, you know, and you just yeah, yeah, yeah. really have to plan out your you stops. Do. You do. And stop. And out. even if you don't do a yeah. full charge stop, talk, you know, do 10 minutes here, 10 minutes yeah. there. You have to be, you can't just get in, you know, cars with gas. You don't have to think about it. You're going to find a gas station before you run out of gas. But right um, real quick, back to the thing we were just talking about with time. Uh, it goes back to, we've talked about this, the study that was done, you know, they gave people a bunch of money. And they said, you know, this half spend it on things, go buy some material. Half of you go buy a service that frees up your time. And the people that bought service that's free of their time were a lot happier in the end. So essentially, we should be a lot happier of a society because, you know, we are having these technologies that give us back time to do other things. When you get home and you don't have to vacuum anymore, that might be a big, you know, that's a, that's a time suck for some people who vacuum all the time. You know, the next thing is going to be laundry, right? When laundry is automated, when these things start to give you back time that you can now spend with your family, you could work more, you could do something with more with your career, you could do a hobby. Ideally, this is making us a happier society, ideally. So I, it's, I think it's super cool just because we're becoming so efficient. Do you think it's working? Are we happier because we have Well, more time? I don't think we know yet because, you know, not many people have these... Yeah. You know, when you start to get them all right, like when I have the mower, the Roomba, some of these other items that are going to start freeing up time. Yeah, I think it would. Oh, I'll still probably They're vacuum. Still uh, yeah. Like, you know, the Roomba is going to save me maybe 10 minutes of or 15 minutes of vacuuming a week. What it'll be is cleaner more often as opposed to me waiting once a week. True. It'll be clean. It'll be clean all the time. But, you know, these are like I said, so these yeah, they yeah, haven't gotten yeah. to that point yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we no, still need not. to see the iterations. I mean, there'll be, we're just now getting the first Roomba that has a base station that has a tank reservoir that can, so it can empty itself yeah. and go out again. Right. right? So right. we're just getting to that. So we're obviously yeah. way far off from these things, being uh, able to sense throw up from the kid and not, you know, drag it all across the carpet. And yeah. You know, yeah. You've heard those yeah. horror stories. No, we have a ways to go. And price wise too, you know, grand. That's, yeah, that's the other thing, right? Uh, Only a very yeah. select few people are able to afford these. Yeah. So a grand, a grand is a little much. And if you can so. afford, you can, and most people can only, if you can afford one, you can only afford one. Like pick, like you either get the lawnmower that's full, of, you know, electric, or you get the Roomba, something right. like that. You're not buying them all. Uh, speaking of saving time, I have been, I've been talking about how I've been kind of gaming the Microsoft Point reward system that's out there. So if you yeah. head out to, yeah. head out to Microsoft.com and log in, and you have points, and they, you can search for things, and you can. If you do mobile searches, you get points. And at 29,000 points, you get a free Xbox uh, gold pass. 
right? We're 60 bucks, right? Let's write 60. So, I mean, not a little bit of money, but, but okay. You know, and I've been working for the last couple of months. I download a little, uh, a little program called micro recorder that I recorded. I did some screen recording of, of me going to opening a browser and then doing a random search that pulls up random words and then copying one of those random words, then putting it into the browser and searching for it. That counts as a search, right? And you need to do, I don't know, 50 of these things like to max out the points. So I just set the recorder at 50 <laughs> and I just run it and it runs on my surface. I thought that was appropriate to, you know, game the system on a surface pro. Yeah. And it, every night I come home, I check my points. It takes me five minutes. I check my points. I answer the questions. They have little quizzes that you can take. They're kind of fun. I've actually learned a bunch of stuff through the quizzes. So I take two or three quizzes and then I let this thing run and I, I max out my points. Yesterday I log in, that capability is gone. Like I can no longer get points for search. And I was wondering, mm, maybe they're on to me. <laughs> like, huh, I wonder if they're watching for accounts that are maxing out every single day. Like I maxed yeah. out every single day for a month. And they're like, what are the odds of this person actually maxing out search every day? I actually did it. Yeah. And so it just disappeared. I haven't done any work into it. So if you're listening and you have, it, maybe you're more in depth into the Microsoft reward system than I am. I'm at like 22,000, Mike. In three months, I've gotten 22,000 points. Technically, I think in a four month period, I could earn that gold pass for a year for free. And I could do that in four more months. I could get another one. I could tack that on. They allow you to do with gold with, with the with that system. They allow oh, you to yeah. you kind of plug as many of them in. Yeah, stack them up for five minutes work a day. But that's one of those things again. Letting this computer right. I just hit play, and it just rolls through those searches. So if you know more than me, maybe I don't know. Maybe once I reach a certain points, that's what I was. They, wondering. I wonder if they allow you to only get a certain balance from, and then they take one way of doing it. Not take it away, but like somehow you need to get the rest of your points from something else. Maybe, 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 maybe somebody knows more than me. I think maybe they're on to me. So let me know, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. I don't know. I'll do a little digging on my own, but I'd love to, uh, if you have a way of, if you're into that as well, um, uh, let me know. Usually at work, let's just be honest, for those of you who are working at corporate offices, you don't get cool equipment. Like nobody says, hey. I got this really cool technology thing at work. It's a crappy phone or it's some kind of, it's just an average monitor. I'll be honest with you. You know, it gets the job done, right? The businesses are not about paying for big, expensive, fancy things in, in a lot of cases. Uh, it's more about function and, and cost. Well, Mike, yesterday, I'll, I'll throw this link in the chat room, uh, the Amazon link. Yesterday, two days ago, I was talking and they're like, hey, we got some new monitors in. And, uh, and, and they're, they're pretty cool. Um, and I was like, well, I'll take one. I'm like, well, we don't have time to deliver them now. And I'm like, I'll just do it. I'll, I, I am a PC support guy. I'll put mine in. Okay. Come grab the box and the asset tag and it's yours. And they wrote down the serial number and I carried this big old, it's, it's a Dell. It's a P3418 HW means nothing, but it's a 34 inch curve monitor. Like, yeah. And the resolution on it's fantastic. And I can do two screens side by side uh, and not just, you know, on a 24 inch monitor, you get screen side by side. They're a little crunched down. Yeah. A bit. Yep. No, not, not crunched down. Really, really nice. Very good. Very good looking, very functional. It's actually got a little, it's a little bit bigger for my eyes, which they're not getting any better. So 
kind of nice to have. And it's my first curved screen. I was just so. going to ask you, this is your first curved and, and you know, is it worth the, is the hype real on those? I don't, I, I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah, no, I like the screen a lot. I have found myself popping up. I use windows, you know, windows arrow keys really quick, whatever I want up. And I have found it a little better to have those windows really close to each other, just on the same screen. I had a single monitor before. I have a double monitor here. I actually have four monitors down here, but um, it's, yeah, I really like it. It's if you, on Amazon right now, 509, um, it's been as cheap as 479. Uh, two monitors, you know, 224s today are going to run you about that, maybe a little less, but then you don't, it's got a single stand and you don't have to worry about, you know, throwing a, you know, I've got one of these mounts that puts them together. I don't know. Mike, I like it. I, it's this is one of those cool. I'm like, God, good job, Gallup. Nice no work. Yeah. Yeah. And they're starting to go through and they're replacing, we're replacing all our dual monitors with it. We must have got a pretty good deal on them, just to be honest with you, from Dell uh, to get those, to get them at that for, and, and man, from an employee standpoint, it looks absolutely sharp on somebody's desk, you know, and, uh, and so super cool. So I'm now in the world of a curved monitor. It's kind of cool. I, you don't, you don't get to say that often. Like, you know, typically I get just pretty much standard equipment, which is great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's great. Gallup takes care of us very, very well as far as what we get. But this was one of the very first office products I got where I was like, dang, this thing is cool. And then my next thought was like, I need a docking station now for my laptop, a USB based. How are you doing it station. before? No, I just plug in everything in the back oh, and in the really? sides. Yeah. Oh, and it's, yeah. You know, it's like, nah, nah, that's nah. a mess. You know, it is. You, uh, HDMI, a couple USB power would really be nice just to have a docking station that yeah. had one USB and one power and I'm in. Right? Do you have USB-C on there? I don't. No. Okay. No. Yeah, just USB. So in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the average guy, if you join us over there, I threw out a question to the group. I said, hey, what are your recommended docking stations that are out there? Actually, Schoonover dropped a really, really nice 50 bucks too. Really, really nice. And let me pull this up really quick. Um, he had recommended to me a Wavelink USB HD display series over at Newegg. Uh, normally one, that's can't, this price can't be right. Uh, 219, that can't be right, but it's crossed out and it says 5299. Woohoo! Yeah. I don't know, Mike, 50, 50 bucks for, that seems uh, really affordable actually for the docks. I was going to suggest, so at work, everyone has a docking station. So, uh, but we have a mix between USB type C. So that's what my docking station is. But, uh, my, the other attorney has just a USB one and the Dell branded USB ones aren't bad. They're actually pretty good. I don't know how, how expensive they are, uh, but the Dell branded ones, the only thing is you obviously, when you do USB, then you have to also run power. So that's, that's two cords instead of one. Um, but I think someone else left a comment. I don't know who it was, but I totally agree. I miss the old school docking style. You had that cutout on the bottom of your computer. You snapped it in. It was solid. It did everything for you. It always worked. It was reliable. Uh, the one thing I don't, I mean, I've gotten to work pretty well, but with the USB and USB type C docks, they just, they're not as reliable. Like those old docks I had, you know, you just snap them in. They're good that, you know, they're going to work. Uh, the, the USB ones can sometimes give you screen issues. You might have some flickering sometimes like what, sometimes my right monitor will just go off and on, off and on and have to reboot my computer again. But, um, the Dell ones are pretty good too. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. I, I kind of like this wavelength. It may be, you know, one again, yeah, I, you know, I got a power strip behind it, so it would, it would eliminate, I could plug some things in. The monitor actually has four USB three ports in it. And I could almost use the monitor like a docking station. The one difference is it's still a, I'd still bring an HDMI over, you know, I'm still bringing HDMI and plugging it into the back. Yeah. The laptop. So it, it's still, it's three instead of two. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this has got your ethernet. It's got everything you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So doesn't have I'm any looking, audio in and out. I don't. Uh, do you have speakers? It would come via HDMI. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're in the chat room right now, you got any suggestions, throw those in the chat. I'm kind of looking. If you're on the Facebook group, we're still, that is open. By the way, Kevin Schoonover, while we're talking about Kevin, dropped in a deal for a, uh, a new, this is why you got to get these things quick for EVGA GeForce GTX 1050 Ti. Um, those are just 130 bucks right now. So again, if you were shut out by the the miners uh, in this, um, there are deals you want to watch for them. That actually sold out pretty quick on Woot. And now the Supernova 650 G3 80 plus, uh, the, the power supply is still out there. Those are the ones I think that are 750. Is that the one? No, this is a 650. This is a model under the one I got, 60 bucks. So the links are for them out there and uh, and pretty pretty cheap shipping if you're thinking about it. Uh, also, one more thing in the Facebook group. I want to recognize Tim Black. He was listening to the podcast last week. Dollar and, signs. Yeah, and got on the Drobo bandwagon. Tim is the original uh, Drobo dollar signs guy. And actually at a meetup a long time ago, got me a dollar sign necklace, which was cool. Big, big dollar sign. So. Tim, thanks for doing that, and uh, it's good. The kids good call that bling, you. Jim. You oh, had bling. a lot of Sorry. bling. Yeah, bling. Sorry. Yeah, that's, you're yeah. you're blinging. I don't know. I don't know what they say. That I think <laughs> I think that's what they used to say. You yeah. have to realize you're frozen in time in your generation, Mike. You know that, right? Everything yeah. you think you know now is not what the kids think anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm not a kid anymore, Jim. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that happened. Probably mm-hmm. when I had my first kid. Yeah. Uh, Joe's asking me what kind of laptop is just a standard Dell, pretty, pretty basic, pretty standard Dell laptop. So USB three, pretty much HDMI out. It's nothing special. Really good. It's been very durable for me, but uh, that, and then uh, Ryan says that PSU that we were talking about just a second ago, he says, uh, great. So you want to check out those deals, head out to facebook.com slash group slash the average guy that gets you there oh one more thing tim uh picked up a black friday weekend deal on a uh, western digital nvme drive 500 gig 99 bucks we've been talking about this for a long time this is the this is the the uh, the winter well or summer depending where you live sorry australians this is the season. Let's call it that. This is the season for 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 drives. Like if you're not replacing, if you have not gotten, if you have a slow spinner, or you're struggling with anything on your network right now because of a hard drive, you're stupid for not replacing it right now. Okay, so get out there, you get that done. Uh, Mike, one more thing before I go, I got the opportunity to hang out with Vint Surf on Monday, which was super cool. Um, Vint is just the most gracious. He might be the smartest most gracious person I've ever met. He is the real deal. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Vint Cerf is one of the 
fathers of the internet uh, back in UCLA, 1976, turning that on for ARPANET and for the Department of Defense. DARPA kind of initially funded the internet and put that together back in the 70s. We took advantage of it in the 90s after DNS. Did you know DNS is, was just started in 1991? Isn't that crazy? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So those, you know, www. Yeah. Put the name in. That's 91. 1991. That's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. So before that, they were just memorizing IP addresses? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, oh. it, was, it was contractors. Right? It was government. It was the government. Like, they didn't. True. It was different. It was a defense system. But um, Vint is so, I got a picture posted in the uh, the Facebook group. And Vint's just the greatest guy. I, I It's a privilege to to know him. I picked him up at the airport when he was coming in and and uh, came through the door. And he's like, hey, friendly face. You know, and it's just, it's it's pretty cool. To, to have that kind of relationship. Cool, with yeah, I was just going to say, what a cool yeah. relationship to have. Yeah. yeah. No, it's super great. So it's a real privilege and an honor to be able to do that for Gallup. And uh, I was uh, kind of spent most of the morning with them and turned them over some teams in the afternoon. And then got took him back to the airport and got to put him on a plane to off to his next place. But he is quite amazing. And I learned something new every time that I meet with him. He, he spent some time talking about the ethics of I- IoT which is really, really cool. Yeah, no, it was very, very interesting. So he came and spoke on that as well as some other pieces. Did a section on crypto. We'll talk a little bit about in the post show, on the crypto show. Mike, anything else you want to throw in? No, I think we ran Did through it? it all. Did we nail it? We nailed how, do we do, it. how do we do chat room? Do we do, we do, we do okay? I feel like I'm, I labored to get through that. But uh, do we do okay, chat room? We're all right out there. You guys still doing okay? There's still a few of you left out there. We um, will remind everyone we're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. If you want to send us a note, if you want to join the Fitbit Facebook group, no, it's not really true. If you want to join the Fitbit group, even if you want to join the Facebook group, I could do that as well. But if you want to join that, uh, it's growing. We'd love to have you in there and actually have a group on Facebook or on Fitbit now to do that. Darn it. Email me, Jim, at theaverageguy.tv. If you got any, like Anthony did today. Anthony, by the way, he's still out there. Thanks for coming out, Anthony. I appreciate that. Thanks for giving up your lunch to be out here. I'm glad we could read your email. Thanks for doing that. If you want to send in some pictures, I, whatever, if maybe maybe snap a few pictures uh, this afternoon and send them to me, Jim at the average guy.tv, and I'll post include them on the Facebook those. Group too. Yeah, yeah. Post them on the Facebook group. We'll include those in the show notes if you've got pictures of setup or equipment or whatever. We'd love to have that kind of stuff. If you're willing to share those with us, we'd love to have that. So Anthony, thanks. You could do that too. Send me a note. If you got stuff that you want to send in, we'll read it on the show. We'll talk about it. Mike, I booked Paul Brern. So he's coming back in beginning of the year. I think the very first podcast of 2019, I'll say 2019. Paul Brern will be back. He's done some all kinds of interesting things. Uh, and so he'll be back. And then I reached out to Addie. She's been on here before. Addie Salcedo. She's been on here. She's got to see, she goes, I got some new gear. So I was like, cool, okay, jump in. So I think uh, the 20th of December, she's in. So we've got some great stuff coming up. Make sure you're coming out and joining us live. If you want to join the Patreon group, it's theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. That gets there. I'm kind of all slumped over. I'm just all relaxed. Like I'm finishing the show. What the hell? Just going to, I might fall asleep. I might fall asleep by the time I'm done. (laughs) Super great. You can join us on Patreon, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. Let's see. Oh, don't forget, subscribe, rate, review, all those great things. Uh, Super helpful if you subscribe on YouTube. That's always good for our YouTube numbers that are over there. Hopefully sometimes, and we showed some pictures here today, head over to the YouTube channel if you want to see those and get it done as well. Don't forget the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from 
people that you know and you trust and you know Christian will have him back on Cyber Frontiers talk about some of the awesome work he's doing at Amazon. Visit maplegrovepartners.com. Don't forget about the app. You can download that homegadgetgeeks.com. Mike, my daughter's coming home. We just ordered HelloFresh for her time here. We went from two people to four people. God, it's so easy, dude. Why are people? Why? Why doesn't everybody do this? It's. I didn't so know if you're going to get it in this show. I was wondering. I was like, he hasn't mentioned it. He hasn't said anything about it. I knew you'd get it in somehow. Though oh, you were so great, so great. You're She's- more of a fanboy of HelloFresh than I was of Apple back in the day. Like, I know. You're no, no. a fanboy hard. You're crushing on HelloFresh. I am all in. Like we have a yeah. binder with all the recipes. Does Sarah know about this? Does Sarah- oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, she knows. <laughs> It's gotten to that level. I don't know, Jim. Oh my God. It was questions. just, it was just so, we just had it. We had like a Korean, a Korean bowl, uh, last night and yeah, it's just so delicious. I just like, it was, it's one of those things where like she had, she had peeled up some cucumbers and pickled them. And then, uh, Ooh, nice. we, yeah, we'd done carrots and then I cooked some, uh, I did some meat with some, oh, I forget the name of the sauce. And uh, rice. We've done some jasmine, I think, some jasmine rice. And we then we just put it in a bowl. We kind of mix it together. We had a little crema on there. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so good. Like, why isn't everybody doing this? Like, this is so good. Doesn't doesn't work for everybody. Many of the listeners have families, and it's it's harder to do that way. But man, if you're if you're like me or whatever, or you need a couple just a couple meals a week where you just yeah. don't want to think. It, it is just, it has really expanded. And so we sat down with, a, you know, we've been keeping them in a binder. And so the recipes. And so we were like, hey, what could we make that we've already had while Tim and Sam are home? My son's coming home. And so we're starting to think through what could we just buy and have and make? And it's just kind of opened, it's kind of opened up our palate, you know, so to speak, from mac and cheese and hot dogs and burgers. Don't get me wrong. Those are, those are good. Well, it's different than a normal cookbook because you've, you've been through it once before that was made easy for you, Mm -hmm. right? Like they shipped you everything you needed. So a cookbook is kind of daunting because you haven't done any of those before. You now have essentially a cookbook of things you have done and you, you you know, you've done it before, you know, it was good. It's worth it. Big idiot pictures. Like anybody can do this. Like if I can do it, (laughs) although I do screw it up. I do do screw it up from time to time. So it was like, what step are you on? I'm like, sorry, I was drinking too much beer. <laughs> too much wine <laughs> during while I was cooking more wine in the, in the meat, less wine in my mouth. So, right. Uh, super good. Uh, I've got a bunch of coupons. If you want those, send me an email, Jim at the average guy TV. I'll send it to you. Give it a try again. I, I I'm not doing this. It's super great. And uh, we, we, I'd love for you to uh, join me in that as well. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the average guy at TV. So, I've uh, stay around for some crow for some post show. You the guys, you guys did that last week, and I appreciate it. We, we got a little bit farther. Mike and I, quick update on, on, on so it'll go super fast tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week, but that was a good night.